0: Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, we give God the praise. We give God the praise. We give God the praise. Hallelujah. Let's just bless him with a song. Against the king, no one can stand against the law, no one will. Oh, yes, tell him victory belongs to Jesus, victory belongs. Hallelujah! Victory indeed belongs to Jesus forever and ever. Father God, we bless and worship you. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your mercies. We thank you for life. We thank you for health. We thank you in spite of what is going through and all the different things out there. The, 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 the pandemic, the plague, the epidemic, whatever it is. The, 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 the pestilence. We know that you have your hedge of protection around each and every one of us and we thank you for it thank you for life thank you for health thank you for the good things you have in store for us for we know that you you have plans of good and not of evil to bring us to a future a good future an expected end an end of hope and peace and goodwill we worship you speak your word to us may none of us live the same in Jesus name. Amen. We may take our seats in the presence of the Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Good to see you all in church. Hallelujah. If you, do, if you, you know someone who has not been able to, 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 to come or maybe needs a reminder, you can send them a text that we have church started hallelujah our church has started praise God amen today we're going to conclude with our series on 100% answered prayer 100% answered prayer we're going to conclude on our series how many have learned how to receive 100% answered prayer what is the first learn how to pray for yourself learn how to pray for yourself Number two, the second, yes, good. Pray to, your pray to your heavenly father. I'm hoping someone will know that the sound is not working. Pray to your heavenly father. Is it these? Maybe someone can check these. Number two, pray to your heavenly father. Hallelujah. So pr- learn to pray for yourself. Pray to your heavenly father. Amen. Very important. Don't pray to anyone else. Pray to your heavenly father. Number three. The th- pray in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. The Bible says we have one God and one mediator between God and man. The man, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Pray to God the Father in the name of Jesus. John 16, 23. These are things we talked about two weeks ago. And we are going through. So John 16, 23. Hallelujah. It says, For verily, verily, I say unto you, whatsoever ye shall ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. So, and in that day, ye shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whatsoever ye shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. That's a promise. Amen? Then we talked about the fourth. What is the fourth step to 100% answer prayer? Confess your sins. Hallelujah. 1 John 1.8. 9 What does it say? 1 John chapter 1, verse 8 and 9. If we say that we have no sin, let's start from verse 6. If we say that we have fellowship with Him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. Hallelujah. But if we walk in the light, as He is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, the son, cleanseth us from all sin. Hallelujah. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. All unrighteousness. Hallelujah. So, we talked about that. Then the fifth step to 100% answered prayer is, yes, that you and I must abide in Christ. John 15:7. if ye abide in me and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will and it shall be done unto you. Now, let's count the number of times you is involved, showing that the, 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 the receiving of 100% answered prayer depends on who? You. Why? Because God's end has been solved. God has solved his end. Everything we are looking for is ready. It's up to us. If you, one, abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. Five times the word you is in. Hallelujah. Yeah, so it depends on you. You and I must abide in Christ. You and I must remain in Christ. You and I must be connected to Christ, established in Christ, rooted in Christ. The Bible says that, that ye may be grounded and rooted in, in, in love. And the Apostle Paul said, I, I, I travel in bed till Christ be formed in you. Hallelujah. Then the sixth step to 100% answered prayer. Let the word of God abide or remain in you. Hallelujah. Now, the word of God abiding or remaining in us means the word of God is richly in us. The, the, the logos and the rima is richly in us. Now, what is the logos? The logos is not only is the written word, but it is also the, the, the word that comes from God's mind. It is, the, it, it is a thought. It is an expression, but it is mainly the Bible, the logos. So, the logos must be rich in us. Hallelujah. And then we can get faith from the rhema, which are specific aspects of the word of God that is in the logos. Doesn't make sense. Shall I say it again? Okay. The logos is the complete Bible, which God says we must have in us. Because if we don't have the logos in us, then we will not be able to tap into the rhema. The the logos is like a, a sea of the word of God, which is the complete word of God, which is Jesus himself, the logos the complete word of god but without getting the logo, without the logos how are you going to tap where are you going to get the water the water you need to get it from the sea you you it, so 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 it's like a bowl is the rhema that you dip into the logos to get the word that can help you and i if that makes sense should i repeat that again so the logos is the complete word of god the rhema is a specific word from the logos that applies to your life that god wants to give to you that can even give you faith for a particular thing hallelujah so you and i need the logos to remain in us you and i need the word of god to remain in us to be in us so we need to study the word we need to study the bible study the bible study the bible so that when we study the bible and the bible and the word of god is remaining in us it's in us then we can use the word of God for whatever we are looking for. And God will do it. Because it's already in us. And God is bound by his word. So when you have the word of God which says that God is going to give you something, and you use that word which is already in you, and you use it in faith, it makes a big difference. What do you think? So you and I must let the word of God remain. Oh, hallelujah. I said remain remain let's read it again so we are reading john 15 7 shall we and and let's think about it as we read it let's go if ye abide in me and my words abide in you ye shall ask what ye will and it shall be done unto you hallelujah so 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 jesus words must remain in us very very important because without the rhema and the logos in us we can't receive answered prayer in a certain way because we must pray based on the word of god the bible oh father god your word says and therefore i'm asking you for it but if it's not in you and i what are we going to say, Lord, your word says? We don't know the scriptures. So how are we going to apply the scripture? If I'm looking for financial blessings, or I'm looking for a job, I must have the logos in me so that I can pick a specific word, a rhema, a specific word about finances, a promise God has given to me about finances. I can use it in my prayer. I can use it by faith, and God is going to do something about it. Did you get that? You sure? How many want me to repeat it again? Okay, I'll repeat it. So, the the, the, the the Word of God is usually in the New Testament, the Word of God is either Logos or Rhema. The Logos is Jesus, is the complete Word of God. The Rhema is a portion of the Word of God. A sentence, I love Jesus. Love is a, a part of I love Jesus. So, I love Jesus is the Logos, uh, just in and then love or uh, Jesus or I is the rima. It's, it, it's a section of, a portion of it. So what I'm saying is that if you and I have the complete word of God, the Logos in us, and we are looking for finances, we need to pick from the Logos a scripture about finances, which would be the rhema. And then stand on that word, and trust God and say, God, your word says, and it will be done. Because that word, if you're, if ye abide in me and my rhema abides in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. But if you don't have the complete word of God, you will not know what to. You, 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 are you, what are you picking from? What are you standing on? What scripture are you basing your prayer on? Look at 1 John 5, 14. We'll touch it again. 1 John 5, 14 and 15. Did you get that now? Very good. 1 John 5, 14 and 15. And this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And if we know that he hear us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desire of him. So, the confidence that we have in Jesus Christ when we know his will and we pray according to his will. Now, what is his will? The word of God. The, the logos, the complete word of God is the will of God. So, if we know a particular part of his will that we are looking for, the rhema, then we will be able to stand on that and ask God for what we are looking for. But, You can put your hands together for the Lord. But many times, people don't, don't Use a specific scripture that uh, or a promise. If I'm being attacked or there's a weapon against me, I should be able to use, no weapon is formed against me, shall prosper. Every tongue that shall rise up against me in judgment, I will condemn. That is the rhema. I'm picking an aspect of the full word of God, the logos. And I'm using it to pray. And I'm trusting God in it and I'm applying it. I'm standing on that word and I'm bringing God's word to his remembrance. What do you think? That's very important. Amen. But let's continue. We've not even started today's. The seventh is what? Obey the commandments of the Lord. And in 1 John chapter 3 verse 20 to 22. Let's see what verse 20 to 23 actually. First John 3, 20-23. And it says that, If our hearts condemn us, God is greater than our hearts, and knoweth all things. Beloved, if our heart this is something we must memorize. Beloved, if our hearts condemn us not, then have we confidence toward God. And whatsoever we ask of him, we receive. Or, and whatsoever we ask, we receive of him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. And this is his commandment, that we should believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he gave us commandment. Then, whatsoever we ask him, we receive. Guaranteed answered prayer. Whatsoever we ask, we receive. I ask, can I have a phone? I receive. Uh, you don't want to give me that. That's not how it works can I have a phone? I receive. So, versus, can I have the phone? You're not giving. Versus, But I receive. It means I've asked for something and I get it. Because I keep his commandments. And I do the things that are pleasing in his sight. And this is his commandment. That we should believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ. And love one another. As he gave us commandments. And which is the commandment he gave us? John 13, 34, and 35. And then we know about faith in his name. John 13, 34, and 35. A new commandment I give unto you. But that word new is not necessarily a new commandment. But it is a fulfillment of the old. Because the new commandment he's talking about is from the Old Testament. From the the, the books of Moses. Leviticus, Deuteronomy, you have all that. The, The first and second commandment, Leviticus and Deuteronomy, you find them there. I believe it's Leviticus, at least for the love of your neighbors, yourself. A new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another as I have loved you. That ye also love one another. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if ye have love one to another. Did you remember this? Now go back to the First John chapter three, verse twenty-three. So, Jesus has said, a new commandment I'm giving you, that you love one another as I have loved you. Now, this is saying, and this is his commandment, that we should believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another. Going back to John 13. Did you get that? Number nine. I think that's where we are today. Is that right? Sorry? We didn't go over number eight. Okay, just say it louder. No, I I, have it. Number eight, be a fruit-bearing Christian. John 15, 16. Be a fruit-bearing Christian. We need to bear fruit. Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained or appointed you. So this is ra- he's, ra- he's he's speaking to the congregation, including us. Jesus is speaking. There are times to that when you read the Bible, he's speaking to specific individuals, and you can't apply it to yourself. Okay, build the ark. So where is the ark? are we going to start building the ark now? Mm-hmm. So certain things apply to specific individuals. When he's addressing Israel or addressing certain things, he's. Talking to specific individuals, but in general, most of the time, he's speaking directly to us. So this is speaking directly to us, and he's saying that we didn't choose him. But he chose us and appointed us to bear fruit and fruits that would remain. And when we do that, whatever we ask him, he will give it to us. Whatever we ask God the Father in his name, we are guaranteed it. 100% answered prayer. So it means that you and I, for 100% answered prayer, for the eighth point, we must bear fruit. And the fruit we bear will remain. Now we know we have inward fruits of the Holy Spirit. So it means love, joy, peace, all those things, we should bear them and they must remain. But especially the the uh, uh, the outward fruits of service. The works, the, the, the fruit of service. You and I must bear fruit, and we must continue to bear the fruit. The fruit should remain, and then when we ask God for something, He will do it for us. Otherwise, because look, the the, the 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 population, or how do I say it, the percentage of Christians in the world who are uh, actively serving God are very few. If you take all the Christians in the world, you it will be who knows, maybe less than ten percent. I mean, just look at the churches. Y- we, we are different. Glory. Glory, 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 glory. We are different. But there are some just ch- many Christians, they just do what they need to do, and that's it. They come to church, sit down, bye. I spoke to someone, and I told him that, you know what, as you are coming to church, would you like to do scripture reading? We have to start doing the scripture reading. We have to start that. Uh, we do every Sunday, we do scripture reading, weekday, yes, so we'll, we'll do that. Do you want to do scripture reading? A person said, I have different ways of serving God. I said, Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Number nine. Now, the ninth step to 100% answered prayer is have faith every time you pray. have faith every time you pray. I have to be very careful, otherwise I'll spend all the time here. So I'll try to be careful and continue. Mark chapter 11, verse 24. Now, praying the prayer of faith guarantees you and I 100% answered prayer. What do I mean by that? Faith is, I can say, it's like two-pronged. What do I mean by two-pronged? Faith, and then there are two different ways to apply faith in prayer that work but they are almost kind of different so you need to be led by the holy spirit as to which one to use and also based on the word of god when god has clearly stated that this is yours you use one it will be explained later on mark chapter 11 let's start from 22 to 24. And Jesus answering saith unto them. This is another verse you and I must memorize. So that we can use it in prayer. Or to bind the devil or to, to command demonic forces away from us. And Jesus answering saith unto them. Have faith in God. For verily I say unto you. For whosoever or that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, say, whoever... Who glory to God. Whoever means what? Whoever. Whoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed. There was a literal mountain. When you go to Jerusalem, is 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 a is full of mountains. Everywhere is a mountain. The, the, is built on mountains. Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he seeth shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he seeth. Now hold on, don't move to 23 4 yet. Very good. Now this verse is saying that if there is a mountain or there's a problem or there's a demonic thing or there's a, a major issue going on, or I, I should be able to command it to leave. If I don't doubt in my heart, and it would follow. It means that I can move a mountain, I can move a, a mountain of circumstances, whatever it is, sickness, problems, whatever it is, I can command it to live. And if I don't have doubt in my heart, it would leave. So it means that myself and all the people who command and we still command, it means that we didn't have the faith we, or we, that there was some doubt in our hearts. So it means that if you and I have the word richly in us and we believe God and we say, look, this particular mountain, this particular circumstance, this particular demon, this particular trouble, this thing that is tormenting me, that is troubling me, I command it to leave in the name of Jesus Christ. And I don't have any doubt in my heart. It needs to go. 100% it must go. Now someone will say, this is for those in the Bible yesterday. Yesterday. This is for apostles. It has nothing to do with us. I know that's what the devil said, but the devil is a liar. What does the Bible say in John 3.16? You see a common phrase. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever, the same word whosoever in John 3.16 is the same word whosoever in Mark 11.23. Oh, glory to God. If the whosoever in Mark, uh, John 3.16 means me, you can show up better than whosoever in Mark eleven twenty three 23 means me. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Whosoever shall see. Now go to 24. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. When you pray, whatsoever things you desire, after prayer, that's not what the Bible says. Before you pray, the Bible doesn't say that. When you pray, because when I am speaking to God, and he's physically here, and I say, God, can I have this? I believe as I'm praying, especially when he says, yes, I know for sure that he's giving it to me. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't need to see him physically. If it's in the Bible, then I'm sure that he's going to give it to me. That's enough. What do you think, Joel? It's in the Bible, so if I ask God for it, he's answered me. As if he was physically here by saying yes. What do you think? So, have faith in God. Now, have faith in God means two things. Have faith in God means faith in confession and faith in prayer. Now, when you and I pray the prayer of faith, we are thanking God for the answer before it comes. So the condition for verse 24 means that I believed, I've received. Otherwise, verse 24 doesn't hold. I remember there was someone who was trusting God for something in the past. This was a while back. And God gave a miracle. When God gave the miracle and the person announced it in church, everyone started jumping and shouting and rejoicing. Oh, thank you God. We thank God. A miracle. We danced. Why? Because we received it. Now, someone who is believing received will be dancing and shouting and joying before they get the answer. That's believe you've received. But many Christians, when they pray, they don't see the answer. Oh, it's not coming. And therefore, negate verse 24. It does not apply to you. Because verse 24 will apply to you and I if we've believed we've received. There was a lady, I have to be careful, otherwise I won't get to the other ones. There was a lady who was uh, 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 who, who had a sickness, a, a stomach problem, and because of that, I don't know if it's fibroids or whatever, but a stomach problem, and it was coming. The stomach was coming out, and every time they had testimony night in that church, testimonies like how we do yeah, the first love. So every day there will be testimonies to share. So when it's time for testimony, this person will come with a stomach. And say, Father God, I thank you. I'm testifying that God healed me of my stomach and I'm completely healed. And I give God the shout of praise. I thank you, I thank you, I thank you. Go back with the same condition. Kept on doing it week after week until the people were getting tired. Oh, she again. And she kept on doing it. One day, she went to the stomach, gave God the praise, came out and was flat, healed. Why? Because she believed she received. There was a lady with throat cancer. Who told her pastor? I think it was Dr. Yongicho. Told her pastor, like, Pastor, I'm sick, throat cancer. She couldn't speak. I'm sick, I'm dying. Please pray for me. He'll pray for her, nope, and then go back. Every day, pray for her, nothing. Pray for her, every time praying for her. She'll always come to him for prayer because who knows, maybe the next prayer will be the thing. And then the pastor said, You know what? I'm tired. Let me just try this. Go to the prayer mountain. They had a prayer mountain in that in that church. Go to the prayer mountain and write, and confess. First Peter two twenty four. By his stripes I was healed. First Peter two twenty four. By write a thousand times. So she did it a thousand times. Went to him, pastor, pastor, I finished. Oh, you can you can now speak clearly. Went to their doctors, completely healed. Why? Because by the time you get it in in in, you believe you've received. Believing you've received is because of faith. You and I don't need the answer. If we have the answer, then we've not believed we've received. There is no need for faith when you have it with you. If I ask God for a car and I have the car, then faith has been complete. What do I need faith for? I have have what I've received. Hebrews 11 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. There's a lot to be said about that, but I'll just talk about the evidence. The evidence or conviction of things not seen. So, I have not seen it yet, but I have proof that I have it. What's the proof? The Bible. The proof that I have it is that it is in the Bible. That's my proof. Even though I have not received it yet. But because I have evidence, I'm blessing God for it. I believe I've received it. Otherwise, this prayer, you, 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 it, 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 it won't work. In the U.S., at least when I did my bachelor's and postgraduate in, in, in the U.K., we, we, it, it doesn't happen that way, where you, get your, you, 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 you graduate before you hold your certificate. But it still works. America is a great country, so it means it works. whatever. But what I'm saying is that how many people would graduate and apply for a job and tell the people that I have my bachelor's or I have my master's or I have my PhD. They don't have the certificate yet, but they, because they've worked and they've finished their course, they know that they, 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 they will have their certificate and they can apply to a job and tell them that I have my postgraduate or my, my, my PhD. But they don't have the certificate yet. Why? Because they have been told that the certificate will be mailed. In the same way, you and I have been told by the Bible, God, that we have what we are looking for. Or he's promised us certain things. That is the evidence we need. We don't need any more evidence. Like I said, let's move on. We have four more points. or three Three or four more points. Hallelujah. Okay. So that's the first. Now look at Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6. We'll talk about faith another time. Hebrews 11 Six, but without faith, it's hot. Can we keep? But without faith, it is impossible to please him. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. You can walk in. Oh, thank you. You can walk in so much love. You can walk in so much peace. You can be so gentle. You can be so kind, but if you don't have faith, it will not please God. Open it. How many are getting what I'm saying? It will not please God. Did you get that? Because it is faith that pleases God. You can even be very moral, you can be a good person, you can be a kind person. But if you don't have faith in God, you will not please God. It, it sounds strange, but the Bible is truer than how I see it, or how you see it, or how I see it, or we see it. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. Impossible means 0.00% probability of pleasing God is zero without faith. Why? Because of, For the one who comes to God must believe that he is. The demons also do it. But it's important to have that. But all Christians will follow that. All Christians have that. James chapter 2 says, even the devils believe and tremble. The next part is where the thing comes. And that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So if I believe that God would reward me by giving me more of himself, if I diligently seek him, I please him. If I believe that, God would reward me for serving him, then I please him. If I believe that God would give me what I'm looking for because I'm diligently seeking him, I please him. When we pray to God in faith and we ask God for the impossible, we please him. Because we are telling God that we believe that you are a big God. We believe that you are a big God. You are good. You are strong. And because of that, we are asking you for it. We please him. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. When I pray to God and I know that he's going to give it to me, I please him for that. Hebrews 10, 38 says, Now the just shall live by faith, but if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. No pleasure in him. No pleasure in him. What do you think? Because of time, I will continue. Romans 4, 21 22 and being fully persuaded that what he had promised he was also able to perform, or or he was able also to perform, perform hallelujah. Very good. So 21, and being fully persuaded that what he had promised. So Abraham was fully persuaded that what God had promised, he was able also to perform. Sometimes Jesus would ask the the, 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 the blind men, and then the lepers, I think it was the blind men, they came to a house, and they said, Lord, have mercy upon us. I think it was the lepers. Have mercy upon us. And then Jesus said, "Uh, uh, uh, do you believe that I can do this? And they said, yes, Lord. No, I think it was the blind people. There were blind people following Jesus. To a house, yes. And then, as they were following him, he asked them, do you believe that I can do this? They said, yes, Lord. Then touched he their eyes, in according to your faith, so be it done unto you. Because they, they believed in his ability to do it. You and I must believe in God's ability to do things for us. But sometimes I, and I'm sure most people, we don't struggle with his ability. We struggle with whether he's willing. So, the, the, the people ask, if you are willing, then other people ask, Lord, if you are willing, you can cleanse us. If you are willing, if you are willing, Lord, we know you are able. But if you are willing, I know you can do it. And Jesus said, I am willing. Be cleansed. So you and I must be confident that he is willing. And Abraham, being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. Verse 22. And it was counted unto him. For righteousness. Hallelujah. Praise God. What do you think? Very, very, very important. The Bible says that what Abraham was willing to do was to walk in faith. Now think about it. The Bible says that Abraham's wife was barren. She could not have children. And she had passed the stage of childbearing or the, the childbearing age. Hallelujah. So she had passed the stage of childbearing age and she was also barren. So even if she was uh, 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 young, she still couldn't have children. So there were two things against Abraham and Sarah. The Bible says Abraham hoped against hope. Now, you hope if the person is not past the child-bearing age, then you can hope. But you are now hoping... Against hope. But th- that's very wild. That's why Abraham became very special to God. Because without faith, without hope, you can't have faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. So if you can't have faith without hope and hope is gone, then what are you basing your faith on? Only what God said. Because God told Abraham that Sarah was going to have a child. So Abraham had only what God would say. Nevertheless, Many of us, we have faith because we can hope for something. I hope for a nice house. So I project the house from the future to now. Because faith is now, not future. Hallelujah. So I I, am hoping for finances. So I can now project the, the, the finances that is immaterial and make it material through faith. Or give it substance. But Abraham, the woman, was barren, and also she could not have, uh, or, uh, 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 she was past the child giving age. So the Bible says that Abraham hoped against hope. Hallelujah. Isn't that powerful in this? Abraham hoped against hope. And God gave Abraham the child. Wow. I think you can try it here. It's very, very hot. Amen. Abraham hoped against hope. Praise God. How many are going? But thank God you and I don't need to hope against hope. Hallelujah. You and I don't need to hope against hope. But Abraham did. As for you and I, the blessings of God are guaranteed. I said, as for you and I, what are we looking for? It is guaranteed. It is a sure banker. You can take it to the bank. I said what? You can take it to the bank. What are you looking for? What has God promised? Is there anything God has promised? You are guaranteed answered prayer. I said you are guaranteed answered prayer. I'm guaranteed answered prayer. What do you think? Now faith is so important that even when Jesus was not planning to act because of faith he acted. In fact, let's continue. Otherwise, I will not be able to get to the next point. Number 10. The 10th point, or the 10th step to 100% answered prayer is persistence. Persistence. Amen? Persistence. Persisting in prayer is a guaranteed way. Can we open the door for air? Um, it's, it's, it's not easy for me. I don't know how the air, what, what happened. Thank you. As someone, you, you've tried, you've, you've done it. Okay. Persisting in prayer is a guaranteed way to get 100% prayer results. Jesus gave two vivid examples of how persistence Gives 100% answered prayer. Luke eleven five 5 to 8. Hallelujah. Luke eleven five 5 to 8. Let's read Luke 11, 5 to 8. And he said unto them, Which of you shall have a friend and shall go unto him at midnight? Okay, it's cooling down. Okay. And say unto him, Friend, lend me three loaves. For a friend, of mine is, a friend of mine in his journey is come to me, and I have nothing to set before him. And he from within shall answer and say, Trouble me not. The door is now shut, and my children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give thee. I say unto you. Though he will not rise and give him because he is his friend, yet because of his importunity or his shamelessness, he will rise and give him as many as he needeth. Hallelujah. So, if a situation like that occurs and he's going to get the loaves of bread because of the shamelessness, I mean the boldness, at uh, 3 a.m., I, I I I I come to Seth and Etta live by me. I, I I come to I just knock on the door, knock on the door. What uh, you, they open the door, I just go to the fridge. Can can uh, give me some 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 food? Give me some food. It's not per se because it is me, but the kind of boldness and the shamelessness. I just just give me the food. That in itself would produce the results and I'll get the bread. Because you, in your mind, you say, what? I, I'm, I'm sleeping. What is this? Ah! But you give it because of the audacity or the boldness. In the same way, God is saying that when we are praying, we must pray shamelessly. We must ask God for what we want shamelessly. Ask him. As for me, I, I believe all of us, We look. you can ask God for anything. You can tell God anything because he knows it. You can tell him the worst things about you and the best because he knows it already. He's actually wanting you to acknowledge it. David said, I'll not hide my iniquities. Hallelujah. Phoebe, what do you think? Good point, right? Luke 18 1 to (laughs) 8. Luke 18 1 to 8. Luke chapter 18 and verse 1 to 8. And he spake a parable unto them to this end that men ought always to pray and not to faint. Now, this is the second arm of faith. The first arm is that you believe you've received. The second arm is persisting in what you are praying for. Did you get that? I persist. Um, Look, God, I'm going to come every day till you give it to me. I'm not going to stop praying till you give it to me. I will keep coming. Now the Bible gives an example saying, Jesus gave an example. Uh, we, let's read from verse 1 again and we'll continue. Verse one, And he spake this parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray and not to faint. Verse 2, saying, there was in a city a judge which feared not God, neither regarded man. And there was a widow in that city. So this judge did not fear God. Oh, I I, I better do right because God is watching me. I better help this widow. God, he, he, he didn't care. He did not fear God. And he did not regard people. How much more a widow? He only regarded people who were above him. So a widow, I don't have time for you. I don't fear God. I don't regard man. I don't have anything to do with you. I'm not going to give you what you are looking for. And there was a widow in that city and she came unto him saying, avenge me of my adversary. And there, and he would not for a while, it's like, get away, she'll keep coming, get away, she'll keep coming, get away, she'll keep coming. And he, he would not for a while, but afterward he said within himself, though I fear not God, nor regard man. Yet because this widow troubleth me. Oh, she troubleth me. I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. Hey, hmm. When when kids kids are the best example. When they want to, when when, when they looking for something, Niaji used to do that a lot. He, he just come and stand? What is it? Oh, nothing. He's already asked me for something. I said no. Then. What is it? Oh, nothing. Oh. But you know what he's looking for. You just give it to him for peace. Because if he's walking around, you can't tell him to stop walking around. <laughs> Hallelujah. And that's the same thing. God said, If, okay, so, and the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge seeth. And shall not God avenge his own elect which cry day and night unto him, though he bear long with them? Meaning that if an unrighteous judge will be able to grant someone their petition, how much more God, the righteous judge, how much more will he avenge his very elect who cry day and night to him? So the key is that there's a crying of day and night. Or there's a crying day and night. There is praying. There's persistent prayer. Crying day and night means he's continuing to pray Pray. We are praying and we don't cease praying. Pray without ceasing means pray all the time and pray without giving up on what you are praying for. Pray without ceasing. Don't stop praying. I tell you, nevertheless he will avenge them speedily. But look at the key. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on earth? Jesus was linking persistent prayer to faith. Jesus was saying that anyone who prays persistent prayer is praying the prayer of faith because if you don't have faith you stop praying at the point yeah. so why is it that you keep praying and praying and praying and praying nevertheless there's another belief you received if you keep praying you've negated you've wasted your time for example there was a man of god who went to for a pastors conference and the speaker one of the main speakers on his way fell ill and was on his deathbed in the hospital hey yeah he be he <laughs> fell ill and was on his deathbed in the hospital. Just like that. Whether it's a heart attack or whether he raptured, whatever it is, he was on his deathbed. So, whilst the, the praise and worship had finished and we were about to start the, the, the program, I think he was a speaker. Then someone said, you know what? Pastor, whatever is sick, he has this disease and he on he's on his deathbed. Let's pray. So they invited one man of God one, one, of, one, one man of God, to lead the prayer. Pastors, they prayed for maybe 20, 30 minutes. They prayed in Jesus' name. They prayed in Jesus' name. And then, the, I think it was Brother Stats. I can't remember his name. But the pastor asked when he was about to get off the stage. How many of us believe that God answered the prayer? All of them slipped their hands. Then he asked another question. How many of you are going to continue praying for him? About 90% raised their hands. And you said, what are you going to pray for him for? When you already said that you believe God has given it. Rather, praise God for it. The one who believes and receives is praising and thanking God in advance. Oh, Father God, I bless you and I thank you for answering my prayer. Father God, I thank you and bless you for healing me. Father God, I bless you and thank you for giving me the the, the job. Father God, I bless you and thank you for provision. You've believed you've received and you are thanking and praising him in advance for it. We'll talk about that another time. And then, persistent prayer, you are praying, God, I want this particular thing. I want this character in my life fixed. I want this problem solved. I want uh, 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 your will to be done. Or I'm looking for something. And you keep praying till you get it. But you don't use persistent prayer for healing in general or for finances, they've been provided already, it's been given. How are you going to persist? God, give me something he's given you already. Please give, please give me the phone. 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 Or another way, please give me the phone. Please give me the phone. The phone, I just need to lay hold of it and receive it. Please give me the phone. If I come, let the people... Please give me the phone. Please give me the phone. God, I need the phone. He's giving us the phone. We just need to take it. But many will keep praying and asking and asking and asking for something that has been given already. That's the problem. That's the problem. So we don't use persistent prayer for those things. But certain things that are not clear. And is the Holy Spirit that to guide us. We'll talk about that another time. But we'll have two more points. Hallelujah. But persistent prayer, when you persist in prayer, when you keep praying without giving up, God will give you what you are looking for. Amen. Number 11. Ste- this 11 step to 100% answered prayer. 12 steps. How many have been blessed? <clears throat> we will touch, we'll touch, we'll just touch on a few of the Other ones, if you're able to finish early. What's the 11th step? The 11th step to 100% answered prayer is do not pray amiss. (laughs) Rather, kill my boss. Yeah. Lord, kill my boss. You keep praying it till kingdom come. Your boss is not going anywhere. James 4 1 to 3, but verse 3 is what we want. James 4, 1 to 3. James chapter 4. Hallelujah Jesus. Kill my boss. Hmm? Kill the the, the person who is troubling me. Kill the person. No. Ye ask and receive not. In fact, verse 1. So we're going to verse 3, but 1 to 3. From whence come wars and fightings among you? Come there not hence even of your lasts that war in your members? Ye last and have not, ye kill and desire to have, and cannot obtain, ye fight and war, yet ye have not because ye ask not. So one case is that you don't have because you don't ask. The second is in verse 3: ye ask and receive not because ye ask amiss. Or you ask hitting the mark, you ask illegal prayers. You ask God for illegal things. You ask amiss, amiss that he may consume it upon your last. If right now I say, God, give me a plane. I, 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 let, let me not use me because by the grace of God I'll get a plane one day so, for crusades. So let's not use that. Let's use some one that's practical now. Let's assume Abigail ask God for a plane Now <coughs> Maybe in the future when you are a billionaire, but at least now, when you ask God for a plane, he's not, he's, what are you using it for? To brag? To just show off? Most likely he will not give it to you. But if Bishop asks God for a plane, he's more likely to get it because of what he's going to do with it. It's not a miss. If I ask God for a plane right now, it might not work. But give it a couple of years. By the grace of God, it should work. Because I will need one to travel to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Hallelujah! Amen. What do you think? Yeah. So, what are you asking for? Your boss is troubling you. Your, bo- your boss is frustrating you. You can pray your boss out. You can you can pray your boss out, of the of the of the place. Yeah. It's, yeah. I, I don't want to say it I'm on TV now. I mean, I'm on. Yeah. <laughs> you can pray your boss out. But you can't pray that God kill my boss. <laughs> illegal, illegal prayer. Hallelujah. Illegal. The woman who stole the beloved. Eh? You steal someone's beloved, and the person says the person must die. How? The person must die how people God doesn't just kill people like that. <coughs> Even though God decided to kill Onan. See s- certain things that I didn't see it's m- of much of a big deal. I thought maybe God should have uh, punished him. How many know the story of Onan? Shall we re- say it? Onan was a man. Yeah, it's going to be a long explanation, but in those days, once a man dies and he's married, his brother will inherit the wife, <coughs> not as a degrading thing, but to honor the wife, because she'll be a widow. So the brother will inherit so that he will have s- the brother who is dead will be able to have a seed through his wife through the brother. So Onan was the next person on in line to come uh, uh, to 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 be with the woman. So when he slept with the woman, he was supposed to pour seed into her. And instead of doing that, he withdrew because he said to himself, why should I give birth for my brother? And God killed him for that. (laughs) For me, I would have said, I mean, yeah. So God works differently. So the boss most likely, God will not see a problem with it and kill the boss. (laughs) (laughs) someone praying that God let me not sweat to be rich. Let me not work hard to to, to make money. Lord, give me the easy way out. Most likely God is not going to answer it because he said with the sweat you sweat. What what, what did he say? He said, in the sweat, Genesis 3.19, in the sweat of thy face shall thou eat bread till thou return unto the ground for out of it was thou taken, uh, for dust thou art, and unto dust shalt thou return. So, no matter what we do, we will have to work hard to be uh, prosperous. Medical science has made it easy for people who, God said that uh, 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 childbearing, there will be pain, but God made it easy through medical science. Amen. What do you think? Also, it is, it is the wisdom that comes through education that lightens the load of Adam's, uh, 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 the punishment God gave to Adam. Meaning that you sweat. But now, because of education, people don't need to sweat. Nevertheless, they will toil, they work hard. And finally, the 12th step to 100% answered prayer is pray only what you see the Father doing. Pray according to his will. John 5.19 Pray only for what you see God doing. Then answered Jesus and said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, The son can do nothing of himself, but what he seeth the father do. For what thing soever he doeth, this also doeth the son likewise. So, Jesus was not doing anything unless God was doing it. The Father was doing it. Hallelujah. And it's interesting. He always called him Father because he he, he had subjected himself to God the Father. So, once in a while, he say God, God, but it was only Father, usually Father. Because the Father is the God of God the Father. Hallelujah. So Jesus subjected himself to God the Father and did nothing of his own initiative. Whatever he did, he saw God the Father doing and then he did it. In the same way, you and I we must only do and pray about things that we see God the Father doing. Now the easy way to do that is to read the Bible. What is in the Bible is what we need. If it's in the Bible then God the Father is doing it. And also, there are certain things that are automatic. The father is doing. An example, if I'm looking for finances, I must align my reason for millions with what the father is doing. The father is looking after his orphans. The father is looking after the poor. So if I'm asking God for a billion dollars, I'm more likely to get it because I'm doing what the father is doing. When I get that billion dollars, I'll be generous to the poor. What do you think? So what is the father doing? You and I must do what the father is doing. And that will be found when we read 1 John 5:14. This is the confidence that we have in him. This is the confidence we have confidence that anything we ask him according to his will, he will hear us. Hallelujah. One example is that the Pool of Bethesda, John five one to eight. I'm not going to read it because I'm wrapping up. The Pool of Bethesda. There was a pool which had five porches, which uh, uh, had a shed. I think a rich man built that shed to 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 because many people who were sick were all gathered at the pool. People, every disease, leprosy, HIV, if it was at that time, every disease. Everybody was laid at the pool of Bethesda. And it had five porches and then it was covered, a shed, so that the sun would not beat the people. Now why were they gathered there? Because they didn't know when. But at time, it could be once a month, it could be once every, it could be every day for a month and then nothing for ten years. No one knew when the angel would come, but an angel would come and stir the water. And any, the first person to enter will be healed, no matter the disease, no matter the problem, no matter why he, the person was sick. Whether it was a curse, the curse of Naaman, the curse of David, uh, to Joab, whatever it is. Once you entered it, you were healed. So the people would be waiting there. Multitudes. Then Jesus went straight to one man. Had been there for 38 years. 38 years. Anytime they see the water st- being stirred, they will, as he's trying to get in, someone will get in before him because there is no man to help me enter into the water. Then Jesus said, Rise, take up your bed, and walk. And he arose, took up his bed, and walked. Hallelujah. Now, later on, Jesus said, it is what I see my father doing. So, Jesus must have seen that the father wanted to heal this person. So, he went straight to the person and healed him. But if other people walked in faith, all of them would have received their healing. If they had come. But imagine uh, hundreds of people gathered somewhere. They see God coming to heal someone and he's walking away and they are watching him. I would have held his, his clothes. If it, I would have torn it, because I will be, let him drag me as I'm, he's walking, to heal me before he goes. But others watched him. There was another situation where in Gennesaret, when Jesus got there, multitudes heard about him, and they besought him, please, all we want is to just touch the hem of your garment. And he allowed them, and as many as touched him were healed. So, you will see that Jesus did only what he saw his father doing. Only what he saw his father doing. Hallelujah. So, ladies and gentlemen, what is the first step to 100% answered prayer? Learn how to pray for yourself. Number two, pray to God the Father. Number three, pray in the name of Jesus. So, from now on, those who just pray, oh, God, I pray, blah, 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 amen. Don't waste your breath. It's a waste of time. Without using the name in Jesus' name. Number three, confess your sins. Confess your sins. Number four, so you said number five. Number five, abide in Christ. Very good. Or remain in Christ. Number six, let the word of God abide in you or remain in you. Number seven, Obey the commandments of God. Believe in the name of his son Jesus Christ and love one another. Obey God's commandments. No sin. Number eight. Be a fruit-bearing Christian. Number nine. Have faith every time you pray. Number ten. Persistent prayer. And number eleven. Do not pray miss. And number twelve, pray only what you see the Father doing. If you and I are to walk in these twelve steps, we cannot lack anything from God. Anything we ask him, he will do for us. Guaranteed. One hundred percent. Why? Because the Bible is truer than tomorrow coming. What is in the Bible is truer and surer than the next day. So we can bank on it. We can count on it. The Bible is true. It's God speaking to us. The, the word of God is what? God speaking to us. I'm not out of word. I'm just out of time. Shall we stand to our feet? Can we would hear something else next week. God willing. Hallelujah to Jesus. Let's speak to the Lord. Ask him to give us the grace to Walk in faith. Walk in these 12 steps. May we walk in these 12 steps. 12 steps. 12 steps. 12 steps. 12 steps. To 100% as a prayer. 12 steps. Oh, yes. Ask him for just a couple of minutes. Lord, I pray that... I follow these 12 steps. Let me learn how to pray for myself, Lord. Let me pray to you, O God the Father. Let me pray in the name of Jesus. May I be fruit-bearing. May I remain in Jesus, Lord. May your words remain in me. May I pray the prayer of faith, persistent prayer, May I not pray wrong prayers. May I pray only what I hear you and see you do, O oh God. May I pray, confessing my sins. May I pray as I obey your word, O oh God. In the name of Jesus. Father God, we bless and worship you. We thank you for granting us our requests in the name of Jesus Christ our Lord. Whilst we are praying, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you are not born again. If you know in your heart that you are far away from God and that if you die today you would not go to heaven, but you would go to hell, then you need to pray this prayer. There is, Hell is real. Heaven is real. The Bible says in Isaiah about hell. Talks about hell. Jesus talks about hell. Hell is real. The Bible says that hell from beneath is is, is 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 enlarged itself to receive thee at thy coming. But that will not be my story or your story. But for it not to be our story, if you want to say, pray with me so that I escape hell and I'm guaranteed heaven, then repeat after me: Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ i confess that jesus christ is lord i I believe that he died on the cross for my sins i believe that his blood was shed for my sins sins. I i believe that god raised him from the dead lord jesus please come into my heart Lord Jesus, please come into my life. Lord Jesus, please forgive me for all my sins. Please cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I turn away from sin. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you all. God bless you all. Thanks Thanks for joining. And I want to say God bless you all. May God bless you and keep you. May he protect you and deliver you from every evil, every violence, every accident, every pandemic, every strain of the pandemic. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. This is the time that Psalm 91 is actually going to apply. We are, we, we are going to see it practically. I mean, what I mean by that is that our faith in Psalm 91 will be tested. Yeah. Hallelujah. Remember, I don't know that you guys were here, and I was talking about a variant. that I, mean, I, I was saying that who knows. God can decide to let the vaccine be rubbish. But we are trusting God. That is not the case. But God is giving some signs that if he wants to, he can just do it. <laughs> Hallelujah. God bless you all. God is watching over you. God is protecting you. His eyes are lovingly, watchingly looking after you and I. In Jesus' name. God bless you. Shalom. Shalom.